Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. November 16, 1811, the English reformer John Bright is born. I'm John Meacham, and this is Reflections of History. There were two portraits, and only two portraits, in Abraham Lincoln's White House office. One was of Andrew Jackson, defender of the Union. The other was of a man Lincoln never met, and with whom he only indirectly corresponded, the English politician and reformer John Bright, a Quaker member of Parliament. Like Lincoln, Bright was an advocate of Western liberalism, the pattern of thought that prized individual rights and the pursuit of opportunity over inherited authority and static wealth. Karl Marx thought Bright one of the most gifted orators that England has ever produced. If you could take the opinion of the whole house, his ally and fellow reformer Richard Cobden remarked, Bright would be pronounced by a large majority to combine more earnestness, courage, honesty, and eloquence than any other man. When Bright died in 1889, William Gladstone told the House of Commons, Bright has lived to witness the triumph of almost every great cause, perhaps I might say of every great cause, to which he had especially devoted his heart and mind. Abolition, democracy, and equality of economic opportunity were among those causes. Born on this date in 1811 in Lancashire, raised in the Quaker faith, Bright was deeply interested in the American experiment. He was connected to important figures across the Atlantic, including Charles Sumner, William Lloyd Garrison, Horace Greeley, and Frederick Douglass, who had been Bright's guest in England. Everywhere there is an open career, Bright said of the United States. There is no privileged class. There is complete education extended to all, and every man feels that he is not born to be in penury and in suffering but that there is no point in the social ladder to which he may not fairly hope to raise himself by his honest efforts. In December 1861, Bright declared a hope that the whole of that vast continent might become one great confederation of states, with freedom everywhere, equality everywhere, peace everywhere. Bright was as clear-eyed as President Lincoln about what the Civil War was about. The object of the South is to found a slave state freed from the influence and opinions of freedom, Bright said. The struggle was about whether a handful of white men on that continent shall lord it over many millions of blacks, made black by the very hand that made us white. The object is whether they should have the power to breed Negroes, to work Negroes, to lash Negroes, to chain Negroes, to buy and sell Negroes, to deny them the commonest ties of family, or to break their hearts by rending them at their pleasure. Such were the kinds of words Lincoln might think of when, in the course of a long day, his eyes might drift to Bright's portrait. They were words of liberation and of equality, of possibility and of progress. In 1864, as the presidential election neared, Bright dispatched a letter to the New York editor Horace Greeley for publication. George McClellan, the Democrat, was the choice of those Englishmen who, 
have preferred to see a southern slave empire rather than a restored and free republic, Bright wrote. Those who believe that slavery weakens your power and tarnishes your good name were for Lincoln. With the perspective offered by an ocean, Bright explained why. It is not because they believe Mr. Lincoln to be wiser or better than all other men on your continent, but they think they have observed in his career a grand simplicity of purpose and a patriotism which knows no change and which does not falter. To some of his countrymen, there may appear to have been errors in his course. It would be strange indeed if, in the midst of difficulties so stupendous and so unexpected, any administration or any ruler should wholly avoid mistakes. To us, looking on from this distance, and unmoved by the passions from which many of your people can hardly be expected to be free, we see in it an honest endeavor faithfully to do the work of his great office. Lincoln found Bright's words comforting, so much so that he clipped the column from the paper and put it in his small brown leather wallet. Kind sentiments were hard to come by. Thank you for listening to Reflections of History, a creation of Shining City Audio, a C-13 Originals and John Meacham Studio. Reflections of History is executive produced by me, John Meacham, and Chris Corcoran, Chief Content Officer and Founding Partner of Cadence 13. Production and editing led by Lloyd Lockridge, Margot Gray, and Chris Basil. Production assistance by Andy Jaskowitz and Adam Macias. Cadence 13 is an Odyssey company. I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From m and rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.